Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you for joining us today on the Housing Hour. Let me tell you how you can plug in with us. Number one, you can go to the mothership of all of our information. It is thehousinghour.com. You can also go to any of the social media platforms. You can go to facebook.com slash thehousinghour, also on Twitter at thehousinghour, as well as Mark's Pinterest page. He is uh, one of our Pinterest professionals. <laughs> they say expert. Expert. Okay, Pinterest expert. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, plug in with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we'd love for you to also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes as well um, and share the show with friends and family. And I've been listening to some podcasts lately and, you know, and also Monique in our office shares them with me. And, you know, that's such a great thing you can do for your coworkers or for your friends and family is sharing information. You know, information is why it is we established the show back in 2011. And, you know, being able to share that with people in our community who know or may know someone who's buying a home or whatever the topic is that we are discussing. And today, uh, making uh, another appearance on the Housing Hour is Jeff Greeby. Uh, he is one of uh, our favorite real estate agents, and Darren Poppin is also in studio with us as well. Um, thank you guys both for coming in today. Hey, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks, How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. Enjoying summer so far? Yeah, you know, a little hot. It is hot. So, so Jeff, you're the owner and broker, owner-broker of Weikert Realtors Advantage Plus, right? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Um, and I was talking to you before we started because I was trying to think about in terms of longevity, like, you know, how long has Weikert been around? And of course they've, you've been with Weikert here in the office since how long in Knoxville? How long have you guys been a part of it? 2003. That's a long time. Very long. That's a long time. Um, and because, and I didn't want to throw anybody under the bus, but it just doesn't seem like real estate offices, you know, maybe they come and go. There's a few maybe, but you guys have been around for a long time. What do you think has went to providing you that consistency? Well, you know, when I joined Weikert in 2003, they had just started uh, franchising. So one thing I think that people don't understand about Weikert is that Jim Weikert, he opened his first office in Chatham, New Jersey back in 1969. He has grown and still is today the largest privately held provider of real estate services in the, wow. in the world. Um, and, and so I had the opportunity to join them as a franchisee in 2003. I was the first franchise in Tennessee. Wow. And uh, since then, they've grown to over 500 offices in, in 36 states or 500 companies in 36 states. Mm -hmm. And so we've been uh, really privileged to kind of be with them at the ground floors. They started the franchising and then grow with them uh, as they've grown. That is awesome. And one of the benefits, I think, that you have as a, a Weikert owner um, operator or, or whatever, is that you get to be an owner, you get to, to help guide the, the mission and the vision of the company, but then you also have sort of the support and the backing of an entity that is that established and that been that in the business that long, I mean, since 1969. So there's a lot of uh, investment, I'm sure, that they have. What type of, do they offer you guys training or any other type of uh, leadership type skills? 
Sure, absolutely. I mean, what I love about Wycard is they're a systems-based company. So um, Jim believes in in really, you know, there's all these new things all the time happening in the real estate world, and mm-hmm. something new comes on. Everybody's like, yeah, "Well, is this going to be the new thing to overtake everything?" And and, and honestly, Wycard and, and Jim in particular, he he believes in doing the basics, doing it well. He believes in customer service. You know, he believes in it's about the client, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and so our systems and our tools are built around service our client with a great experience and uh he's a pioneer of open houses and i know some people will poo-poo open houses say they don't work anymore well they do they still do mm-hmm. and uh um he's pioneered that he's pioneered the one-stop shop and he's given us the tools uh to be able to carry that out with our agents let me talk to you about customer service because i was listening to a podcast again um just uh, last night and he the gentleman that i was listening to was lee cockrell who was the executive vice president of of production and also operations for Disney, the Disney company. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was talking about how, you know, customer service is, is making sure that every detail is covered. It's like details matter. And not only the details, but also you have to know what your customer needs. But then he was also making the point, and this is what I thought was unique about it was that you have to treat your employees as well as you treat your customers. And so how do you, you know, from a, from a customer service standpoint, you have over 70 agents, obviously you've done something right. You've got a lot of people that call your, um, your shop home. Do you, do you also see some parallels there as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, we, we believe in, in, of course, a great customer experience, but we believe in supporting our agents to be able to carry that out. So, so we have, uh, I mean, the, I mean, I would say we got the best uh, staff in Knoxville. Justina Patton, our office manager, Brad Hicks, our marketing director, uh, on to Scotty and, and Lindsay and the other folks on our team. Um, they're there to really support the agents. I mean, at the end of the day, I want the agents to be able to focus on that client experience, whether it's working with a buyer, working with a seller. And there's a lot of details that have to happen, especially on the listing side of things. Um, and, and I don't want to train an agent how to create a flyer. I mean, I want to give that support for them so that they can focus on the client experience so we can have things on the back end to support those systems, all those little things that have to happen to, uh, to make a great real estate experience. Yeah. The, in the training, I'm sure, like you mentioned, you don't want to train someone to, to create a flyer. And it goes back to what you said a moment ago, which was that you're a systems-based company because you want to have a system in place. There's a process for that. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm a real estate agent and I have a potential listing. Then guess what? You know what? There's a, there's a process for that. And f- for a buyer or a seller, whichever you're talking about, there's a process for that. So how do you guys communicate that to your agents and to your customers? You know, I can think in terms of what we do and, you know, we, we hold a webinar or we might create, you know, a process and communicate that out. How do you guys do that? Yeah. Well, uh, just this morning, we have what we call our wrap sessions, you know, WRAP for Wycott Realtors Advantage Plus. And we have those every Tuesday. So I I think we're, we may be the only real estate company in Knoxville that still have meetings weekly, but, but really it's the core and culture of our office. It's the way we communicate these standards and these tools and and what we offer. It's also a way how we keep track of, you know, we celebrate successes and we talk about challenges and uh, we uh, keep people in tune with what's going on in the real estate market. So I think it starts with that. Um, But uh, we've put systems in place um, to where, you know, for listings, for example, 
uh, we have a marketing director that really takes care of all the details. I mean, literally, our agents, they need to go out, get a listing, sign the paperwork, and then uh, our, our staff and our marketing director takes it from there. We've even invested in uh, technology with Matterport, which is 3D technology. So we can take... Um, high definition photos of a house we can do a 3d scan we can even do room measurements and a floor plan all in all in one uh, marketing routine Mm. and uh, have all of that media available to promote our listings for our sellers well one of the things about matterport because i was listening looking at your website before i came over here and you know that's not something that everybody offers but it's such a cool technology it is really really worth you guys going to check out and is your website just so i make sure is it advantagetn.com is that correct or is it yeah we have a few different ones advantage plus tn.com is probably the the best one to go to okay. and that's one we'll put up on our site too advantage plus tn yeah okay because if you go there and there's a house that you like and you know you know this Darren knows this mark knows it but you go to a, a website you're going to you know, in yesteryear, you're going to get some pictures and you might get, you know, a, a tour, I guess, but that's really a video. Yeah. You know. Slideshow. Um, a slideshow. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, you know, the iPix and all of that stuff that we used to do, and it just became too expensive and all that. But this Matterport, it is basically, Mark and I were in, in my office a couple of, about a week ago, you know, doing some street view of some different properties that we're looking at. And it's like that, but inside the property. I mean, it is really cool. Mark, have you tried that? I have, because if you go to his website, he's got video down at the lower part of it. That's super cool. So I've been playing with him for the last right. couple of days. Good. It's really good. So I suggest everyone go there and check it out. Yeah, but you also, just to give everybody an idea of what this technology is, you also, when you're renting a vacation home, you also use that to, to rent a vacation home. Yeah, well, you do too. You I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah, because you can't get in the property. And what I like about it, Jeff, and I would love to hear what you think, is that people, you know, we're, I guess you may have sold some houses sight unseen maybe, but, you know, people aren't using it necessarily for that. They just want to narrow down what, what fits their needs and what better way to do that than to be able to literally get a sort of a digital walkthrough of the house. Yeah, absolutely. And let me just say, if you want to go directly and see a lot of this technology, you can go to Knoxville3dhomes.com. And that's linked to our main site, but that's the direct site to our Weikert uh, tours and media. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, several examples of, so I invested in the uh, equipment, which is several thousands of dollars so that we could do this in house and I could uh, be able to offer it through my agents for a lot Uh, less money more economical so therefore they're using it on less less expensive homes it used to be kind of reserved for more your luxury market uh but now you know whether you're 150 200 i mean we're still going to share the same technology with you yeah and i think that's what's really uh great about it i can give you a couple of examples after the break when uh how he's that's over, worked. He's over here hosting the show for now. You're right. <laughs> so that's a, that's a great I can hear the music. <laughs> so let's jump into some more topics, and that one will continue as well right after these messages. We'll be right back. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am so thankful for you guys stopping in today. I have in studio with us uh, Jeff Grevy and also Darren Pop. And Darren is one of our senior loan officers. Been with us for quite a long time, Darren. How long have you been with us now? 11 years. 11 years. That's incredible. That's a long time. 
Um, and he's grown up right in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> that's like an eternity for a loan officer. It is. Yeah. And, and, you know, really is. um, Darren and I worked in the Parkside office for a short period of time. And a uh, matter of fact, it was when I had my first kid, like around that time period. And now you have a kid. Uh, yes, you know, I do. All that good stuff. We weren't hundred percent sure if Darren was going to, um, get just go, go fly away and, 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 and find his home yes yeah but man we're grateful for the uh long-term relationship that we've developed with darren and also of course jeff is a part of that and um do you have an office over with them or how does that work yes yeah so you're there and it goes back to your customer experience piece if you have somebody in need you've got a trusted advisor who can help you with the mortgage part of it and absolutely you have that on your website talk a little bit if you don't mind before we get back into the technology about that relationship with the real uh, with a lender yeah so uh you know going back to our weekly rap sessions i mean darren darren has a you know starring role segment in that every week so he's able to kind of keep our agents up to speed on what's going on in the mortgage world mm -hmm. and uh you know talk about different uh, mortgage products and of course mortgage investors has some of the best products available um you know not only the things everybody else has but they got some things that nobody else has so mm -hmm. it's good to be able to have that you know for our agents yeah and i liked what you said earlier too which was about process because you know and, and darren i'd love to hear you speak about this because you've been with weikert for a long time um but you guys have a process how you handle things right yeah i, I bought in right away i mean weikert is the real deal they do everything right and mm -hmm. uh, you know it's it's been a real blessing and uh uh you know i thank weikert right weikert for really putting me on you know the map in a mm -hmm. lot of cases but uh, yeah, no, it's it's a it, we facilitate a good clean referral, and you know we're a name people know and recognize. Being the largest privately held lender in the state of Tennessee, partnering with you know the largest privately held real estate company in in, in the world or in mm -hmm. the country, I mean it just made yeah. sense. So it's just been a real pleasure all the way through. That's awesome, and I like the fact that you guys have been together for so long and I hate to keep going back to, you know, that doesn't happen anymore. Cause that's sad <laughs> really that it doesn't, but it truly does. I mean, it, it just doesn't, you know, and I think that there's a lot to be said about loyalty and relationships. And, you know, you mentioned it a moment ago, having him a part of the rap sessions, you know, being able to invest his knowledge in back to your agents, because like you said, you don't need your agents trying to figure out what the rules are on FHA. They need to know high level. Here's what we have. And then we're going to take it from there. You know, it's a turnkey solution and, and, and we'll take it and run with it. Yep. Um, and that's the same thing you do for your agents, which is what Darren I see is doing for you and your clients and your, your, um, agents as well. So it, it seems like a really good ecosystem over there. Um, there's no doubt. So you were talking and I wanted to let you pick back up. Uh, you were talking just about the cost and then you were talking about the technology with the, with the Matterport and I, and, and where did you leave off if you wanted to? Yeah. So just some examples of how this is a uh, benefited the consumer uh, you know one of the first uh, ones that we did for an agent she had an open house uh, one of the spouses came in the other spouse was not even in town but she was able to get that spouse online uh, go through the, uh, the the Matterport tour and then you know they were able to make a decision to move forward on the house I you know it. with the spouse being in their state mm. and uh, and as hot as the market is right now for sellers we we also have had situations where we have had proper offers sight unseen, mm -hmm. not really sight unseen because they're virtually seen. Right. Uh, and and so uh, it really, you know, even if you go to the house to be able to go back through that virtual tour, 
many times in this current market, you may not have a chance to go back a second time. Mm. So to be able to have that resource and be able to make a quick decision about a house, I think is great. And, and you know, in this market right now where things sell kind of quicker, I'm, the one thing that I stress to my agents and I put in place is do not take shortcuts. I mean, you know, as an agent, we may not need to do as much right now to sell homes because of the market. Mm. But I do not believe in being taking shortcuts. You treat everybody the same. You put all that media together. You know, you do a top-level job for them because you you can't guarantee whether it's going to be one that's going to sell on day one or on, you know, week 10. So you got to have all that in place. Put your best foot forward right when you hit the market, and, and that's going to help the seller. Yeah, I like that because um, I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of the seller, and you don't create all this media, and then 60 days goes by, and the, the realtor comes to you and says, you know what, I think we should do some some photos and stuff. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking to myself, well, are you kidding me? I mean, I'm not selling this house. You are, you know. I, but there are people maybe that do that, and the shortcut was a good analogy. And it's similar to, for on our end, in, in a way, um, when there's a refinance boom, you know, and what we technically call a refinance boom. And what we've tried to stress to our real estate or our loan officers is that we want you to stay out in front of the realtors and make sure you're providing the same level of service and making sure that you're still providing them with the information because refi booms come and go, you know, and although we've been booming for a little while, but now we're doing 80% purchases, would you say? Oh yeah, absolutely. At least. So um, those folks out there who stayed consistent and the same thing goes for you guys, you know, doing the same thing and keeping the process top of mind, that's what's going to take your, your business to the next level. Um, I actually wanted to ask you this and I've asked other people this, um, getting into real estate is sort of a, it's a really appealing thing for a lot of people. And what I think happens sometimes is that people get in they get their real estate license. They're very excited about it. And they think it's just going to come to them. And then they're just going to start getting listings like, oh, my brothers, sisters, nephews, mm-hmm. gonna, you know, and then it just doesn't happen that way. Like it doesn't happen through osmosis. So I would just be interested, just if you don't mind, if somebody's looking to get in, what are some of the things they need to be thinking through? Like this is not easy work. I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know, it is hard work. Yes, it is. So t- yeah. talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, that's another thing that I really like about Weikert is that we we really focus on, you know, bringing people into real estate and kind of bringing them up in the Weikert way. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, uh, mm-hmm. you know, agents that have been with me the longest, been with me 15, 18 years, and they started in real estate with me. And I just, I just love that. But mm-hmm. uh, so we're, we're well suited for that. We have excellent training programs for that. But I think, uh, um, first of all, every Tuesday at 1 o'clock and 6 o'clock, we do real estate career sessions. So if you want to know about the process of getting into real estate and kind of a little bit about things you should be looking at, you know, come look us up on Tuesdays at 1 and 6. Okay. Um, You can go to KnoxvilleCareersTN.info and you can uh, register for one of our upcoming um, seminars. But uh, We'll put that up on our website. We, we got all kinds 21. of websites. I got all kinds of websites. So now, but but if you're new in real estate or, or you're just getting licensed, I think uh, first of all you need to prepare to weather the initial storm because uh, you know it's commission based mm. and it, it may be 90, 120 days before you get that first commission. Mm. You need to be able to withstand that first of all because there's nothing worse than financial pressure trying to get that yeah. first sale. Oh yeah. And the second thing is you you got to come into work every day and and work it like a business. So some so many people come out of regular jobs they got a supervisor telling them what to do every day 
And look, I'm a broker. I'm there for you, and we have other people that are there for you. But I'm not looking over you every day. I'm not calling you at 9 o'clock in the morning to see if you're up out of bed working. So you've got to schedule your day with the activities that are going to lead to success in real estate. And that's what we focus on is doing the right activities. Hmm. Uh, you know, Jim Weiger says, I can't expect you to sell a house every week, but I can expect you to do an open house. You know, I can expect you to make some phone calls, send some postcards, you know, do some social media. So it's the activities that we train and we drive the activities that ultimately are going to lead to the success. Oh, I love that. And that's the culture you guys are building and you build it from the ground level. And I heard a quote, I can't remember where it was, but it was a podcast. And he said that culture will eat strategy for lunch every day. Because if you have the culture, your people are going to put the strategies. They're going to be the ones that are going to push the envelope. They're going to be the ones that are going to take what you've taught them and go out and fish and not just sit back and think it's just going to come in, you know? And I love that because we want just in the same regard, you know, and Darren will tell you that, you know, we, we're not just going to sit there and, and get alone. You have to do the activities that you nailed it. You have to go to the rap sessions. You have to go out there and network and you have to be available to people. And that's really a good message. So um, when it comes to your agents and the people who you have built as a core team, because you said you had some folks that have been there for a long time. Um, what do you think that the the number one theme is of all of those people? Is it loyalty? Is it just a commitment? Is it that they have found their right home? Is Or is it a combination, do you think? You know, I mean, I know it's a little cliche, but, I mean, we work together, but we're also family. I mean, I think there's a – you know, I know there's some great real estate teams in, in this Knoxville market that work for different companies. But, it, it, you know, I view my entire company as, as a single team, you know, and all 70 of my agents, and we treat each other that way. Um, we, there's plenty of business outside of our walls. Uh, technically, we're competitors on a 1099 independent contractor level, mm -hmm. but uh, we can work together to build each other and to build Weikert, and, and we don't need to try to get each other's business or bite back we work as a team and we also share things as a family i mean sometimes we share happy things and sometimes we share sad things but we, we've created that culture of caring yeah you know that's awesome the culture of caring that's really what it's all about so continue with us right after these messages we'll be right back everything gonna make everything all right Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, and I am here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. Um, also, Jeff Greeby, who is the um, owner broker at Weikert Advantage Plus, I think is the correct name. Um, and we have Darren Poppin as well, senior loan officer from the Parkside branch. He is over here wrapping some sessions. <laughs> I love the rap session idea. That was really strong. Um, you know, another thing just off, off topic a little bit, but it does go to what you guys do every week. And he talked about uh, this gentleman who was the executive vice president of operations at Disney, all the resorts and all the, all the parks is that every day, Everybody got, you know, it was a team meeting, five or 10 minutes, but it was just to hit the high level stuff to remember, you know, hey, make sure you're watching out for the older people, make sure you're watching out for the children, make sure, you know, he, you know, make sure you're keeping your area clean, you know, just little things. And I can equate that back and sort of relate that back 
to what you talked about and also what we do, which is, you know, having a branch meeting or having a individual uh, loan officer meeting where we're just, you know, Hey, don't forget here. You know, let's mind the store, mind the store. Let's not forget to, to, do this or leave the light on or whatever the case is. And that's very much what you're doing is you're trying to keep these things top of mind. But I mean, it's funny how a lot of the principles that you have already implemented, even though maybe you didn't connect that, that was something that, you know, Nordstrom's does and Disney does, but you're doing a lot of those things already. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are core that's things weaker. that are successful regardless of the, yeah. Well, having them as principles and actually executing them are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's face it. Um, but Disney's been pretty darn successful. And I'm sure that the the Weikert family, you know, that was, whether it was taken from Disney or not, I, I don't know. But it sounds like he lived up to a lot of those things that he's doing. You know, that's pretty cool. Um, one of the things that we were talking about off air before the show, uh, Darren and I were texting about a little bit, was some different types of statuses that the MLS will allow for agents to market homes. And before we talk about that, I, you know, the market is ever changing and, uh, you know, Tom White, I think we've been trying to get Tom back on, but um, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, where's the market. And, and he talks a lot, Jeff, uh, Tom White is a, a friend of the shows. Um, he's an appraiser and he probably, you probably know Tom. I'm, I'm sure you've been around for a while, um, but how there's markets within markets. Like you have, a, a certain zip codes that might have a little bit hotter trend, or you might have a certain sales price range. So there's like all these markets within a market and you know, the market seems to be, especially like in the three, seven, nine, three, four, three, seven, nine, two, two, three, seven, nine, one, nine that are sort of in this Knox. I mean, it's pretty busy for up to a certain amount. Um, would you do you, would you be willing to tell me what, where you see the market being the hottest before we get into it? And I know that's a relative term. Yeah. Well, um, right now our market is, it is what they would call a seller's market. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the average inventory is, is like the absorption rate is less than two months. So absorption rate is basically if you take the current active, uh, listings and, and you determine how, how long would it take to turn over that entire group of active listings. And right now it's less than two months. So, so the, uh, absorption rate scale is, uh, one, to uh, um, twelve, with which which you got uh, five or six is a balanced market. Mm -hmm. So anything below five is a seller's market. Anything above six is a buyer's market. So you can tell we're we're really strong seller's market right now. A lot of what's driving that is still lack of inventory. Even though I know you look around, you see all this building going on, and you're thinking, man, they're putting houses everywhere. But we're still behind because there were so many years uh, after the recession where there was no building happening. So we're still playing major catch-up. Mm. So right now, at the end of April, the active listing inventory was down 7%, where you know we're, we were selling the same amount of houses in the greater Knoxville area as the previous year, but with 7% less inventory. And, and a year ago, uh, it was down 16.5%. Uh, so this is perpetuated over the last couple of years. So we're talking about almost 25% less inventory uh, when houses are going up. And we also have people moving in the area. I mean, we got demand going up, and, and the inventory is not. So, so that's kind of a, a state of the market. This obviously price point driven. Uh, but if you're in that 100 to 200, I mean, those things are being snapped up. Mm -hmm. And actually, some of the hottest zip codes for the more affordable housing right now are South Knoxville, 37922, East Knoxville, 37915, Powell, 37849. 
they're all showing gains of like seven to nine percent in terms of units sold over um, last year, where the market itself is kind of about the same overall. That I mean. I know that w- that's not what you would consider if you were a doctor and, and the market was the patient. You probably wouldn't say, wow, you've got a clean bill of health because there are some inventory shortages, you know. So we need to get the inventory. And I think you're doing what you're supposed to do. And I think we all are educating because people, I think, and Jeff, just tell me what you think about this. 2008 burn a lot of people, yep. right? And there's a lot of people that are still on the fence. And, you know, you also have not just the people who got burned. Maybe they bought a house in the peak of the market and then it went down. But it has recovered significantly, right? You know, and I think that the message for me, at least my perspective is, is that there was a lot of sellers that were disillusioned um, because, number one, they bought the, the peak of the market. But also, number two, they maybe have had they had their house on the market in that time frame and it just didn't sell. Yeah. And, and it was on the market and they were showing it. And we had too many houses on the market. And then we're talking a long time ago. Yeah. So I think that there is a culmination of those, those things. And then also, I think that there is a little bit of fear still maybe there that they think, well, what could happen out there and could, um, could home prices go down? So I'm going to continue to rent over here because that's a safe bet. But, but that's something that we just have to overcome by, yeah. by information and education because the renting um, is it, that's that case closed on that, you know, Two hundred thousand dollar house. Throwing your money. You're gonna exactly. It's a pretty much case closed. So I think it's a multifaceted issue. But I'd love to hear your perspective on that. Well, uh, so you know, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. That's certainly when we saw the downturn here. I mean, but even if you bought a home in two thousand seven for two hundred thousand, according to the house price index, that you know that home now would be worth about two fifty. Mm-hmm. So if you bought a four hundred thousand dollar home, that home right now would be worth about five hundred. Now the two hundred went down to maybe one eighty, you know, before it started going back up, right. and the three hundred dipped down to, I mean, to the four hundred dipped down to three fifty. But that's been a pretty significant rebound, mm-hmm. and so that's real estate in general. I think uh, um, the m- biggest concern I think a lot of s- would-be sellers have is that, okay, my house is going to sell fast, but where am I going to go? Mm. Um, so I you know, want to give Darren props on this because I had a, a client uh, here. Actually, we're closing tomorrow. Mm. And uh, they were in a house. A house came on the market that had everything on the main level that they wanted. And but they they owned a house and they were like, well, how do we make this transition work? Well, mm. I had them talk to Darren. Uh, Darren uh, introduced them to the loan where they're able to do the one time recast. Mm. Uh, they were able to get the money out of their current house, make the second purchase, and then when their house sells, which it will sell quickly, um, then they can do this one time recast toward the principal and kind of start as if you know they had that down payment right when they bought that house. Yeah, and I guess I yeah. understand that's one thing. That's something mortgage investors only yeah, offers. That's yeah. a very unique product, and 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 it's important because some people don't want to do a bridge loan, or they don't want to do an equity line, or they don't want to, you know, just pay down on it because they need their print their their principal and interest payment to reflect the lump sum. So good thinking on that, and that's something that Darren that's that's a good thing. Where how did you think of that? Because that's something I would think of. I mean, it's a, it's a great product and we offer yeah. it and uh, it made sense and, yeah. uh, you know, it, it fit the bill in that case. Yeah. Um, and another thing too, which it kind of goes along the lines of what you're talking about, you know, sellers are 
they're fearful about these interest rates. You know, it's like, well, what are the rates going to do? You know, and, and this MIG lock, shop, and save, I think, is a great product for people where they may not have a property in mind, but they're they're looking and they have eight or nine that they've narrowed it down to. And it, well, we can lock in that rate, you know, and, and, and lock it in for 90 days. And then if the rates, we can, we can drop them down one time if the rates were to go down. But having that safety net, that's, a, I think, a great, great tool for you and your toolkit. Absolutely. And that you really need to understand those, those tools. And, and if you're a seller right now, and maybe you do need to sell before you can make a move, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some of these programs don't work for you, then you need to think about, get creative about what can I do for three to six months? Because honestly, I mean, I don't care if it's living with relatives or living in a basement somewhere. Um, <laughs> three to six months in your lifetime is is just like a blip. Yes. So you, you might as well get your house sold, you know, find the right house, uh, make that move. And then you're going to look back and you're going to think that was uncomfortable for a few months. But, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, we got a great house now yeah. and, and we accomplished our goals. And, and, and so now we're good going forward. But you know what? If I had to move in with my mother, in law guess what i love her cooking i love her cooking so for me i'd I'd probably end up gaining a few pounds but she's a great cook we wouldn't be able to get you out of the basement would we (laughs) no we would that's true though and being uncomfortable for a few months is nothing compared to the benefit that you will realize not only yourself and your family but also that family you sold to you know that's one thing i that i don't know if it's been lost i think i would say that you still remember it but selling a home to somebody, that's a big deal. And, you know, they they know that that is their, you know, sort of their, their foundation where they started their family. I remember when we sold our house, I was emotional. So anyway, we, we have music playing. You should have warned me uh, about the music. <laughs> we have one more segment left with Jeff Greeby. We'll be right back up to these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. And I'm here with Jeff Greeby and also Darren Poppin. We're talking about real estate in Knoxville and all across. Actually, I'm sure you guys have a network uh, with 500 companies within the Weikert brand. I'm sure that if you had somebody that wanted to buy in another area, you probably could refer somebody. Absolutely. Um, like Kingsport, Tennessee or something like that. Um, so that's really awesome. And, and Jeff has uh, been kind enough to share a lot of some of the principles and the values and the mission statement really that Weikert has. And the thing that we were talking about that we never actually talked, got to was about statuses in the MLS. And I did, we got off on a tangent and I do that all the time. Don't I Mark? Oh, yeah. um, so that's where we're going to go now. So there's one of the new statuses and you were the president of the Knoxville area realtor association or whatever that's called. Yeah, Knoxville Area Association of Realtors. There yes, you go. right. And that was in 2017. And so you got to see from that perspective some of the challenges, some of the the bigger challenges, and not challenges but opportunities also. Yeah. And then so this one this one status coming soon. It's been one that some agents have um, maybe utilized in ways that wasn't intended for, or maybe it was they're taking advantage of the rules, but talk a little bit about how you look at this and sure. the framework that you've built. Sure. Well, first of all, I mean, I was honored and privileged to serve the our local association as president in 2017 and work with some fabulous realtors from all kinds of different companies. And part of that, uh, when I was the uh, uh, president, uh, 
to be in 16, went to D.C., sat in on some roundtables, some of the things that other associations were struggling with, and this coming soon kept coming up. And this is really, you know, a lot of real estate trainers, national real estate trainers training this idea that uh, you can put a property coming soon. So it's not really on the market. It's not in the MLS. And uh, but but you're marketing it to hopefully bring a buyer. And then, um, you know, the seller, sure, the seller may sell it before it, quote, ever hits the market. But um, the, the agent ends up getting both sides of the deal. So who really wins in that situation? It's really it was something sold as a strategy for the agents to make more money. And, and I question, you know, whether that's really in the best interest of the client, the seller. Um, so it was kind of the Wild West when I was president. We, we put something in place for the association uh, to where coming soon can be great to build anticipation. I mean, if you go to the movie today, maybe you're going to go see Rocket Man, mm. and there's a, a coming soon trailer while you're waiting for the movie. Awesome, yeah. I mean, you cannot leave that theater and go to the theater next door and watch that coming soon movie mm. that you just saw advertised. Right. Because it's building anticipation. Mm. It's telling you coming June 30th. Right. And it's wanting you to come back on June 30th. Right. But some of these real estate agents are like, yeah, it's coming soon, but... We'll, we'll let you in, but we may not let the agent, the, the realtor that has, the buyer that has a realtor in. Isn't that technically like an infraction or something of the policy, or am I, mis- am I overreaching there? So previous to our rule we put in place, it was the Wild West. So first of all, we defined what a coming soon was. Okay. And a coming soon is basically a house that's coming on the market. Maybe they're doing those photos, that Matterport tour. Maybe they're doing some repairs. repairs. They're cleaning it up. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, but we're going to build anticipation. You know, this date out in the future is going to be on the market. But during that coming soon period, it can't be shown. I mean, the seller has to sign an amendment saying it can't be shown. The agent understands it can't be shown. And they have 14 days for this coming soon period. And then it hits the market. Maybe they've let some, you know, they put it on Facebook that it's coming soon. You've created some anticipation. You get 4,400 agents bringing their buyers, and, and it's great for the seller. Yeah. Uh, even with that in place, and even with the coming soon status that the realtors can use in the MLS to notify other agents about things that are coming soon, but it doesn't syndicate to public uh, websites. We have had some folks in our market that continue to want to take advantage of the opportunity to double end it before it comes on the market, mm-hmm. and they circumvent our typical listing agreement. They have the seller agree to not have it in the MLS. They Somehow, they're, they're convincing the seller this is in their best interest. Mm. But I would just tell the sellers, look, if they're talking to you about the Coming Soon program, make sure you understand what that means. Yeah. Is it really in your best interest for a single or a team of agents to sell your house, or is it in the best interest to expose it to 4,400 agents? That's what I was thinking about. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to think of what's best for the consumer in, yep. in, in my mind. And so the Coming Soon program, I do see an advantage for the consumer. Consumer, but I see an advantage when it's followed to the letter of the law because you give the seller the opportunity to have a wider range of people to compete for that property by doing it the right way, number one. And then also from the buyer's perspective, and I mean, even even Mark uh, helped me make me aware of this back a long time ago when, we, when I first got into the business, you know, if you're a buyer, you really you know, a lot of times you want to have a real estate agent. Like I would not personally 
probably unless I was a real estate agent, I can't see myself going to buy a for sale by owner. And just because I, I don't know that they have all the proper legal stuff all put together. But regardless of that, my thing is, and Mark, I'd love for you to comment on this, is that you're a, you're a buyer and now you have an agent who has taken both sides of it and they now become, what is it called? A facilitator, maybe a facilitator, or right. maybe they just represent seller and you're totally unrepresented. Exactly. And that's the concern right there. So this goes back to the idea of if you are a person looking for a home, you need to find an agent that you trust and that, you know, and is a professional and have them represent you. Do you buy it? Is that kind of what your thought is too? Absolutely. Yeah. And I have a overriding concern about uh, potential for lawsuits with regard to discrimination, because if you are, you have it coming soon, but it's not exposed on the MLS to all the agents to openly show it. Mm. And, and you're letting some buyers come in, but if an agent calls you with a buyer, you're not letting them come in. Mm. Then are, are you potentially discriminating against a protected class? And you know I, think it it's, like I think it's I think it's fraught for a, a legal disparate, issue. Disparate real estate uh, transaction. Yeah. It sounds like because federal government does not want a disparate treatment from some customers to the other. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I think there's concern about that. And then there's also concern about are they even if they get the price they listed it for, is that really their best price or terms when you haven't really exposed it to the full power of what we can offer through the multiple listing services, the Knoxville Area Association of Realtors. So, yeah, and if I'm a buyer, frankly, I don't want to be involved in any lawsuits. I mean, I know that you probably wouldn't be, but if you were a buyer and you made an offer on the property and you say that the real estate agent let, let you into the property, if you have that fact in your mind, even though it was in that 14-day you know, coming soon period, and that goes against the, you know, the real estate regulation that you can't show the property. I don't want to be involved in that because I know that that's against the real estate regulation. Or maybe this is a local rule. I don't know. It, it's a it's a M, local MLS rules right. that we put in place. So if followed correctly, I mean, the seller still controls the situation. Yeah. If they decide on the second day they want to show it to somebody, then the amendment says, okay, you can show it to them. You just have to put it active in the MLS, make it available to everybody. Oh, the first one, if you do show it, then it becomes active day that day. Now we've also seen, you know, these sight unseen offers during the coming soon period yeah. because uh, agents know it's coming on the market, so they may make an offer even before it comes on the market. But mm. the seller controls that situation whether they, you know, consider it or not, or whether they put it on the market for everybody else to see. Yeah. It's just kind of defining coming soon means you can't look at it right now. Right. Number one. And, and there's a date in the future that it will be available. Yeah. And and so if your agent is trying to tell you, we're going to put your house coming soon, but we're going to show it while it's coming soon and while you're getting your house ready. First of all, I, th I don't think that's in the best interest of the seller either. Because if your house isn't really ready, you haven't really made those repairs, you haven't really cleaned it up, you don't really have that marketing material, mm. then you may not get the hire some best price. So just yeah. when it comes to coming soon, there's a good way to do it. And there's a way that you might want to just just seller beware. Yeah. And if I'm a buyer, I mean, if I'm a seller rather, and, and I want for this property to be seen and competed for in this market. And if my agent is just showing it to a select group of people that he or she may have partnerships with because they know that, you know, they're feeding them. It, it sounds like it could be a very big potential for problems in my opinion. So I think that's great that you bring awareness to that. And for anybody that is out there thinking about selling or buying, I think talking 
this through with Jeff would be a great idea. And the other thing I wanted to switch gears and yeah. ask Jeff why I got yeah. the, the professional here mm -hmm. is I don't see many for sale by owners out there anymore. I wonder what your opinion of for sale. Why would somebody try to sell their house by themselves in this market? What they just heard, you know, from you mm -hmm. in this hour. Well, I mean, I think because of lack of inventory, because it's a seller's market, then you have people think, well, I can do this on my own. I would tell you that the vast majority of people that are for sale by owner, they end up, you know, being sold by a realtor. Um, so they go into it thinking, well, I can save the listing side, but I'm going to still pay the buy side. The, the agent brings a buyer and kind of works themselves through the transaction, but they don't have representation. So my question is, NAR does a, a, a survey every year, and every year it's proven that realtors get homeowners more money than for sale by owners do so um you know the biggest part of that process how to price it how to market it you know they're taking upon themselves so they're probably losing money thinking that they might be saving three percent you know but at the end of the day they're probably losing money and, and they're also putting themselves in I, I mean i think that the liability itself just letting any kind of stranger come into your house maybe your wife's at home you're gonna let her show the house just to anybody that comes to the door that's i don't think that's very smart it's not it's not and then you have a home inspection period who's going to handle that negotiations it's a big headache call jeff greeby don't even worry about it um <laughs> thank you so much for coming in and darren thank you for bringing jeff with you appreciate yep. you guys so much and Mark, we've enjoyed it That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.